Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 The Committee of 13 sat in that room in Grapevine, Texas, and they brought them out. The CFP rankings are here. CJ joined me, WAP Committee group of college football aficionados join us during the season but it's time to bring them out and bring them out the cfp rankings are finally out let's talk about them here on the porch cj buddy we are here uh, a little later for our committee there we uh decided to kind of um let things breathe here a little bit. And we try to watch a little bit of this Gonzaga UCLA game, which is ended up being decidedly one-sided. Um, although some tears there early for Dickie V got to say that was rather touching. And, uh, you know, regardless of your feelings on Dickie V man, to hear him back out on the mic was awesome, but let's get some rankings, buddy. Um, not a lot changed, but a lot changed this week. I think that's fair to say, right. Um, do you have anything in particular that's a big gripe for you? I have one thing in particular that I'm a little disappointed in, and it doesn't make logical sense how they've decided to do some of this, but I think we've got our reasons behind why we think this is this way. And my thing is, if you thought Oregon was the fourth best team in the country prior to this week, or third best team in the country prior to this week, how does Utah only move up to 19, absolutely curb stomping them up at Rice-Eccles? Tell, explain that to me. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, that was one I really needed to let breathe on my end. Because um, I, on Sunday night, Monday morning, um, kind of did my own top 25, and I used the the previous CFP rankings as kind of my benchmark of, okay, this is what they thought they were versus and, and take into account what we saw Saturday or through the weekend. And I actually put Utah up um at 11 um and Oregon at 12 um reason I did that is obviously the head to head but my big thing on it was is okay for 3 weeks you said Oregon was the third best team in the country okay I don't agree with it but that's where you had them so in that scenario Utah just curb stomps them that game was never really competitive Utah dominated Every, you know, as Dana would say, all three phases of the ball. How do you how, how do you only move them to 19? Like that to me is a little ludicrous because now and now here's what you set yourself up for. Let's say Utah sees them again in the Pac-12 and does the same thing again. Then what do you do now? You've got to really move them because now they're going to have done it twice. I think what they're saying is, is, oh, we just didn't believe it. How? I, I would agree. Um, I think there is something to be said, CJ, with the fact that Utah, I mean, it was a 14 nothing game, right? And then Utah got the other score, and then the punt return before, before uh, the halftime made it 28 nothing, And it was like Oregon, you know, Cristobal said it best. He's like, we're, we're flat right now. We just don't have it. We, you know, we got to come in and kind of reestablish it. He felt like they were running the ball decent. It wasn't like Oregon was – getting dominated you got to think about the blocked field goal um there were some things i mean utah obviously was the better team and felt like they were going to win the football game the whole way but was it going to be 
that 38-7 curb stomping, I'm not so sure, right? Um, I think that that might have gotten a little some circumstantial stuff and how the game kind of played out toward the end. Um, True, but and but here's my thing on that is, is okay, yeah, they had some things that go that way, but you dominated on all three things. Like your offense did what it needed to do. Your defense mm-hmm. was good all night, and you won special teams. Like you win all three phases. It's not like they won two and then special teams played to a stalemate. And like you know what you else? Dom- they- if you dominate in all three, to me, that's even more of a sign of we're a better team and we were better prepared. Right. Oh, definitely better prepared. You know what else they won in the, the battle of, which is tough to do against Oregon? The uniforms. Uh, mm-hmm. Those helmets were absolutely phenomenal with the gray jerseys, Whittingham's coaches' outfits as well were pretty sick. That was awesome all around. Utah deserves major credit for the performance that they put on Saturday night. Um, and we could talk a lot more about it. And we'll kind of get into a little bit more about how kind of Utah, I think from this now has given them a chance to get into that uh, New Year's Six. They need some help. And I think that's why we're a little disappointed in where they had them ranked, right? Um, I guess my thing would be if Utah's, if Utah's 19th in the country and Michigan State 12th, then I don't know what the hell I'm hell I'm watching on Saturdays. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I don't know. I, I think the committee just wants to leave us with head scratching. To be honest with you, and they literally it. just scratched my head, CJ. I did seriously, as you said to do it. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah, yeah, and and I think sometimes I think maybe two is maybe they're looking ahead. Um, matchup wise um for some of oh, these because really they like putting narratives together like having an yeah, they, yeah, no narratives together i mean let's not forget this is very still very dominantly espn driven I, and i'm not saying espn's factoring in this but oh i, I am are, okay i think they are where i think they are but they're not like i don't think it's an espn exec being the puppet strings, but I think the committee members understand of why they're there, and it's that elephant in the room that nobody really wants to admit or talk about. Yep, I think it's fair, CJ, to say it's it's definitely an elephant in the room, um, and it and it it has to be talked about because if not, then we get in situations like this, right? I do yeah, want to say. There was one thing in there, because I think we both agree on Utah, that kind of shocked me. I mean, obviously, we'll we'll touch on the historic part of it with Cincinnati here in a little bit. But how did Houston stay at 24? It's a good question, CJ. I mean, you you took care of business against a pretty decent Memphis team. It wasn't necessarily a stellar performance by Houston, but – you took care of business. You looked good. You know, they had the neck injury to start the game from one of your teammates. Um, I'm with you on that. And Clemson moved back into 23 just based off the win over Wake. Um, Which I actually had them at 25. I don't necessarily have them. I, I mean, I'll have an issue with them in the ranking, but I wouldn't have put them ahead of of Houston. And I think that's I think that's fair. Because, I mean, Clemson, Clemson did do the Wake what, you know, I think we kind of – expect of Clemson at this point like that was a pretty dominant thing that they did and offensively they showed up too which was kind of wow well I mean it's it's kind of started happening here lately right I mean 
since that pit loss that, you know, put them to four and three, they've won four straight games and they've scored 30 or more in every game. 30 against Florida State, despite how they got there. Um, 30 against Louisville. Yeah, we're not uh, talking about that one. Yeah. And then 44 against Clemson, against uh, UConn, and 48 there against Wakes. I mean, they're starting to find it a little bit. Um, they better, the, the ACC better hope that they don't find a way to sneak in to that championship game or uh, it yeah, might be the same old story. Yeah, because they're playing with a ton of confidence. And and the big thing is, is and I think what's maybe helped them offensively is they've taken a lot of it out of DJ's hands. I mean, they ran the ball at will against Wake um, and really kind of in this winning streak. That's kind of what they've they've gotten back to that, to running the ball, which they did a lot even when Trevor Lawrence was there. But you kind of got caught up in who Trevor Lawrence was and what he was capable of. And sometimes I think you forgot, you know, with Travis Etienne and those guys, they they could pound the rock, and that's really what Dabo wants. And they've they've gotten back to that, and some of that's been consistent line play, and you know, not you know, bad situations offensively. So yeah, I'm with you. I think if I'm the ACC, I I don't want them finding a way to sneak in there because they could throw that whole apple cart upside down. Well, and and the thing about this CJ, they very well could. I mean, if Wake Forest goes to Boston College. You know, six and five BC. It's a Saturday noon kick. They're a f- senior day. Senior day for BC, and they kind of lay an egg. Um, at that point in time, it opens up a, essentially a three-way time, more than likely. Um, the, you know, assuming North Carolina State also beats North Carolina, you have three teams at six and two. So CJ, I mean, Clemson still has a chance here. I mean. They don't play in a conference game. NC State, if they beat North Carolina, tough game. And then Wake were to lose to BC. I think it's kind of funky because of the way that conference has played out this year that there's still a lot left to really play for in the last week of the year. Well, and it's funny, too, because you have teams that are 17, 18, 20, and 23. So it's not like any of these teams are, like, marquee up on the top of the board, got to see type of teams here. And really, not even like they are the cream of the crop for these New Year's Six bowl berths either. But somebody's going to get a berth. Um, yeah, and, and you, you feel like that's probably Wake if they can find a way to win, go to the ACC title game. You'll get a win against a ranked pit. Maybe that gets you kind of a push up there a little bit, and you might find your way to sneak into one. I mean, I, I mean, let's put it this way, CJ. Whoever wins the conference is going to get one, and that's the only one who's going to get one. Correct. No questions asked. Um, so, you know, and, and CJ, I'm trying to remember why we got off on this tangent. Can you help me? Well, I think it was looking at we were talking about, you know, Clemson kind of getting pushed up in there and then just kind of the, the carnage that really kind of happened really kind of happened in the ACC because of what Clemson did to Wake. So it, it's kind of funky. I, I'm still s- sitting here staring at this thing, trying to figure out how in the hell, because we'll get out of the ACC, how in the world is Wisconsin still sitting there in the top 15? Like, that's the one I just don't – that's the one team in all of this that just seems out of place. Oh, BYU does too, buddy. Yeah, I mean, BYU's kind of in a funky spot. Um, 
Okay. So, I mean, you know, CJ, I mean, we're, we're sitting here and it's like Wake Forest took the tumble, losing to Clemson. Clemson somehow got ranked. Um, but yet, Houston's still not ranked, like we just said. I mean, kind of wild. But I think it's interesting how this is going to all affect, you know, the, the other, you know, the other New Year's Six games. I think those are just as important, obviously, to programs. Sometimes it's even the playoff bursts. Um, and we kind of look at that, and it's interesting to see where teams are at and kind of how that could be affected uh, coming down the stretch. You know, the ACC obviously. At this point in time, I believe, you know, you're going to get one berth in this thing. Um, you know, you have teams 17, 18, 23, and 20. Seems like a pretty fair bet. CJ, of all the teams that we're looking at here, what team do you think has really solidified their chances to be a New Year's Six team just based off the rankings tonight? Based off the rankings, um, I'd have to go with your your boys down there. Yeah, the lane uh, train, man. In Oxford, uh, Mississippi sitting at nine. Um, you know, some, some carnage could still happen ahead of them. I mean, it will, I mean, cause Oklahoma state there at seven Baylor at eight, um, you know, one of those is probably, you, you could potentially jump one of those, yep, absolutely. you know, who knows what happens in the iron bowl. Um, but no, I think Ole Miss is setting up real nicely there. Um, you know, Notre Dame's sitting pretty for, uh, for a New Year's Six. I would agree. Game. Notre Dame and Ole Miss are the two that I look at tonight and said they're the big winners to most certainly getting to play, maybe not in the playoff, but in the uh, in the New Year's Six. And real quick, CJ, let's talk about the Irish at number six. Uh, can somebody tell me, other than Wisconsin, what they have done or what they've accomplished that should have them ranked ahead of a few of these teams that are ranked in the top 10. I don't see it, buddy. Yeah, I don't either. Cause I was kind of looking through their schedule and I mean, you, you have a win over North Carolina. I mean, that, that, that's a decent win. Cause I think North Carolina is a good team. Um, they're they're not, a six and five team. Correct. They're, they're, that's not a great win, but it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a decent win, but I still don't think it's enough to justify them there. You get Virginia when they didn't have Armstrong. The Wisconsin game was not as big of a blowout as that final score would indicate. I mean, you had two pick sixes essentially to end that thing, which really pushed it well out of hand. Um, you got beat by the number four team now in Cincinnati at home. I don't know. I just I don't see a whole lot. I think that's that's pretty much Brand and Brian Kelly. Yeah, I mean, see to that. I think that's exactly correct. It's Brand and Brian Kelly, um, and and that's it. Because in terms of merit, in terms of what they've done, in terms of wins on the field, Notre Dame's best win this season, obviously Wisconsin, and then after that, go search. I mean, North Carolina six and five. Navy's won two games this year. Virginia without their quarterback, six and five. Georgia Tech's not good. All you're going to beat a team in Stanford that's three and nine now. Virginia Tech, what, won four games? <laughs> I mean, Purdue, what, six games? Toledo's not even what they are. And Florida State's, you know, struggled. So Notre Dame being at six, give me a break. I mean, Oklahoma, yeah. State, Oklahoma State has a win over Texas Tech with six wins. You know, they they beat Iowa State, I guess. Lost Iowa State was six. I mean, I guess you could say maybe the argument there 
is Oklahoma State has a loss to an Iowa State team that is six and five, whereas Notre Dame's loss is to Cincinnati. Um, and I guess that which, makes some sense there. But then it's like Oklahoma State still has, owns win over K State, which has seven wins. A win over Baylor, who's you know what number eight in the country. Oklahoma, uh, Boise State's been pretty good, so maybe that's kind of where you get there. And it's kind of it's kind of dissecting hairs, obviously too. But yeah, I, I think uh, it gets kind of funky, and I'm I'm just rooting Notre Dame, uh, Old Miss, in a New Year's Six Bowl, and let Lane hang sixty on them, and maybe people will have to go. Well, you know what? Maybe we were wrong about Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, but you know what? The, the reality of it is, CJ, that wouldn't happen. I mean, the Irish are a good football team. I'm just saying I don't understand why they've gotten that little extra level of respect and love that some of these other teams have. Because you even look at Baylor, right? Yeah, Baylor has two losses. But <laughs> Baylor, you know, has a win over BYU, which you tend to think is right now you know, pretty good. What, they've got them 13th. They've got a win over Oklahoma, which is in the top 10. And they also beat K-State as a seven-win team. So Baylor, in terms of resume, has more than Notre Dame as well. Maybe an extra loss, but they get more more on the resume. I even well, look at Ole Miss. Know. I even look at Ole Miss, CJ, and it's like Ole Miss is top twenty-five. Um, they have a win over Tennessee, which has been around there. They lost to Bama, you know, your number three team in the poll. And then, you know, I mean, Liberty's not bad. You beat A and M, which is in the top fifteen. Like Ole Miss has more quality on it. As well. Now, granted, the Auburn loss is is not great. So maybe they're just giving Notre Dame credit for their one loss being to a Cincinnati team, which they have fourth. But they have no other good wins. It just it it boggles my mind. Yeah, well, and I think the other thing too is is, and I wish the committee would do this simply just because they do. I mean, we don't get our first rankings until late in the year. Is take into account like when you beat somebody like Baylor, when they beat Iowa state, Iowa state was 14. Like to me, that should carry some weight because, okay. Yeah. Maybe they aren't that now, but let's remember when that happened. And I think that needs to carry a little bit more weight sometimes than it does. And I mean, obviously with Baylor right now, it's not hurting, but I think sometimes with some of these teams is you get into that committee room and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, they lost to Iowa State, who's six and five. Okay, but at one point, that was a really good football team. So when did that loss occur? I, I think there's something to that, CJ, and I think the Big Twelve's kind of beat itself up this year. But you also, I don't, I don't want to get too into that because then that's based off of the humans at the beginning of the year thinking, well, Iowa State's pretty good when maybe they weren't. You know? Well, so, true, but I mean, even this is still kind of into that subjective human thing, oh. and at least with like the coaches and the AP, I trust they're watching the games more than the committee is. I would, I would tend to agree there. Now, CJ, another team that I think, given a win here on Saturday night, would probably lock up a New Year's Six game, and is that not BYU? If they beat USC and it's in decent fashion, have they not locked themselves potentially into a New Year's Six game? It'd be tough to to argue otherwise on that. I mean, um, I think it'd be easy to argue otherwise, but I mean, in terms of who else are they going to put based off of what they've done? Right, that's what I'm not. saying. Like, I mean, I don't think they'd be deserving of it, but they're going to – yeah, I mean, if you beat USC and you do it in pretty good fashion, it, it – Based off where they are, it's going to be very. It's going to happen, to, right? Yeah, it, it's going to be tough to keep them out of that spot. Which is crazy because they're nowhere near as good as they were last year when they didn't get to get in. 
Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's, and it's going to be kind of weird too. And I think, cause a lot of it, I think too, is also going to be kind of dependent on some of the carnage ahead of them. And right. And the Michigan, the, Michigan state, Ohio state situation for sure. Yeah. How close those games are, how the committee views those. It's going to get a little weird. And then of course too, you know, with the big 12, you know, what goes down in the big 12 title game, like how does that shape out and play out like that, you know, could, could get a little weird, but I think if you're BYU and you handle business, yeah, you've played yourself into one. You know, it's kind of wild though, CJ is Baylor. While they want the opportunity to play for that big 12 title, because it might still give them a chance to be in the playoff outside shot, right? Their best case scenario for new year six is for Oklahoma to win against Oklahoma State, and then Oklahoma State still is the team that represents in the Big 12 title, and Baylor just kind of scoots on through into a New Year's Six game with a 10-2 and record, not having to play in that game. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, I mean they could very easily find themselves in that scenario. And, and here's an interesting thing, too, is, is sadly I think Baylor could end up maybe on the outside looking in on that, too, because let's say Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, you know, wins the Big 12 title, if everything stays status quo ahead of them, that's Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati is your four that go in. Baylor's going to end up on the outside looking in because then Oklahoma State's going to get that New Year's six bed. Oh, but there's more than there's more than that, though, CJ. There's more teams than that. Right, but what I'm saying is is they could potentially, depending on how – because those bowl people at that point, it'll be about matchup and travel, and it gets kind of squirrely. Well, you're saying that – you think Oklahoma State loses twice in the last two weeks and they're still going to get a bit over Baylor? No, no, what I'm saying is, is let's say Oklahoma State finishes out, doesn't lose again, okay? That put them at, what, 12-1. and one. There's 12 slots, buddy. Correct, but I don't think there's I mean, any way Baylor doesn't make it in if Oklahoma State runs the table. Yeah, but it's gonna. But what I'm thinking is, is it could get interesting for them. Is what I'm saying is, is if Oklahoma State does all that, but everything above them stays status quo, Oklahoma State's not going to jump Cincinnati, Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia if those four hold status quo. That's true. That's where I'm saying I'm wondering where it gets interesting and where Baylor ends up then falling in all of that. Right. Especially especially if Utah wins the Pac-12 or let's say Oregon rebounds and finds a way to win the Pac-12. Like things can get a little squirrely for them. It, 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 I don't think they're not locked in, but they're sitting pretty. But I'm just saying we've seen crazy, crazy crap happen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, in, in, in the real the real thing that can turn all this around and, and very quickly is if Cincinnati were to lose, say, to ECU on Friday, or, or if Houston were to get them in the conference championship game, because then that just that's a total 180. And then it's like, does Cincinnati get in? Does UTSA get in? Does San Diego State make a run up there? What happens then? Um, and it could get real, real interesting real, real quick. Um, CJ, so, I mean, going through it, let's talk about Cincinnati here real quick. I mean, number four, dominant win versus SMU. You got to feel pretty good about where they're at now. Um, and you were pretty excited to see them at four over Michigan at five because it's like if it wasn't going to happen this week, would it ever happen? And it did happen. Um, Luke Fickle and the Bearcats are right now in and um, deservedly so. But 
are you still worried about them potentially falling back out of it now? Is there a scenario where you see it happening? I don't think I do really. I mean, unless they lose, which then it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. I mean, the only scenario I could see is, is if they lose, um, I do have a slight kind of hesitantal worry if, you know, let's say Oklahoma state dominates Oklahoma and Bedlam and then dominates in the big 12 title game. Does that give them enough steam to really push? I would say yes. I think it does too. And then it gets, and for them, it can get really interesting because Michigan, Ohio State are going to either hold status like Ohio State's either going to hold into that by beating Michigan, or if they lose to Michigan, then Michigan's going to take their spot. And Ohio State will not be in. Correct. So that's either going to hold or flip. So you know Michigan's going to potentially jump you. So okay? I mean, CJ, I think it comes down to maybe if we're getting cutting the chase here too quickly, but I mean, Oklahoma State with two wins against Oklahoma and potentially Baylor. They've got a lot of steam, like we said, sitting at seven now, still got a chance. Alabama, depending on the loss versus Georgia, how does that go? That's the other team you got to watch out for if you're Cincinnati. Those are the two scenarios, right? Those are the two teams yeah, you, you that can't can maybe have, steal it from you. Yeah, because you can't have Bama win a close one against Georgia because I don't, because I, as long as Georgia doesn't get their doors blown off, like if that's a close game, like one possession, Georgia's in. Georgia's in, and all of a sudden now you've done everything asked of you and you're on the outside looking in. So, yeah, there's still a little bit of hesitant, but I think the fact that now they're sitting at four, you're in as of right now, handle your business and just pray nothing gets squirrely. Because I think if everything plays out as some people would think it would, which is, you know, Georgia doesn't falter, Georgia handles Alabama – then nothing really there changes in it because I don't think Ohio State Michigan affects you, regardless of how that outcome plays out. It doesn't affect you. I would tend to agree with you on that, CJ. That I don't think it affects them. Although I will say this, I do think that Oklahoma State has a huge, huge opportunity still in this thing, with potentially a win versus the number ten team and the number eight team ahead of them. I think they could hop Cincinnati. See, I think they could too. And as much of a Big Twelve homer as I can be, because obviously, you know, that's you know, the Mountaineers, that's our conference. And you this time of year you kind of start rooting for your conference. I would have an issue with it simply just because Cincinnati's undefeated and they've handled their business. And now basically let me ask you, you this them, question. And then basically what you've told the group of five is it doesn't matter. Time out. Time out. Let time out now. What makes Oklahoma State any more deserving? Excuse me. What what makes Ohio State the other OSU any more deserving than Oklahoma State as as their OSU? Honestly. Oh, I'm not. What makes them more deserving? One team scores more points versus garbage Big Ten teams, and one team locks down Big Twelve offenses. I think at that point in time, that kind of would be disturbing to me that Oklahoma State is just looked upon unfavorably with a loss, you know, I guess the loss against, I guess the loss against Iowa state would mean more and is a worse loss than the loss to Oregon in the end, I guess. Probably. And and here's my thing is 
if it's Oklahoma State that's in not Ohio State, I'm cool with that. What I'm saying is, is I'd have like let's say Ohio State beats Michigan. All right, just for this intense purposes, I know you don't. That's not how you're viewing that one, but for right now, we'll just view it that way. And I'm not saying you're wrong, CJ. Okay, but I'm, but and, I'm, not, and, but and the reason, State, and, and, and Tom, <laughs> I do want to say this real quick because we do want to handle this, and I do want to get to your thing. The reason I view it the way I'm viewing it, I'm not saying that they are going to win. I'm just saying that it's not because our ball's 0-5 first them, okay, like everybody else in the blue moon. So continue. Okay. okay. But what I'm saying is, is let's say Ohio State, Georgia, Ohio State, all hold. If you want to and then take what Oklahoma State does and jump them in, that's fine as long as Cincinnati stays in. My issue is going to be is if – it ends up being where Oklahoma state jumps in and it's what pushes Cincinnati out because something funky happens kind of ahead of Cincinnati simply because I truly actually will say this. I think Cincinnati has a better road win than Oklahoma state does right now. I think that's probably fair. Do you think Oklahoma is a better win than Baylor though? Yeah, because Oklahoma state doesn't to me have a real signature road win. Now, granted, some of that's not their fault because of the way the schedule in the Big 12 fell, but you get Oklahoma at home. Like, if that was in Norman, maybe I'd feel a little differently, but Cincinnati went into South Bend and beat Notre Dame. Like, that's a very quality road win, and I just – Oklahoma State doesn't quite have that. Like, BYU maybe – or not BYU, Boise State maybe, but that's not on the same caliber as going into South Bend. And my thing for Cincinnati is, is with the group of fives, they've done everything you've asked them to do. And they have. And you're 100% correct about that. Um, I just – I want to see Cincinnati handle business and get it. Now, if Cincinnati loses, obviously it doesn't matter. But I, I, I think if Cincinnati finishes undefeated, they deserve a seat at the table flat out, no questions asked. I don't care if they're four. I don't care if they're three. I don't care if they're two. They deserve, they deserve an opportunity to take the field in this thing. And I, and I think you're right about that, CJ, saying they get an opportunity and a chance just because they start they, – they, I test all year for the most part, minus maybe a couple games they've been rather dominant. They've got the quarterback. They competed last year on this level. The way the season's kind of broke down, it kind of sets up for them to be in good in a good position to do this too. So I yeah, think in the end, I think yeah, you're right and, about that. Yeah, and outside of Georgia, who else hasn't had a couple of weeks where they've – slept walk if or or you know been in some tight games i mean outside of georgia everybody's been in those yeah i mean i think i think you make a good point there about that um so cj let's let's go ahead here real quick buddy and um get into the kind of the games this weekend that really kind of are going to shape and and uh mold not only a the playoff but b kind of where we're at here you know next week at the same time um Thursday night, one of my favorite games of the year, and I'm so glad it's back on Thanksgiving night. And I even love this. I even love this game, buddy. Before, before my, uh, you know, before Katie got, you know, um, the opportunity to be down there at Old Miss in Oxford and got to see it. Old Miss and Mississippi State. The Egg Bowl was phenomenal television. Remember stay classy. Yep. Stay, stay classy. No, no peeing in the end zone. Oh yeah, yeah. Elijah Moore did that a couple of years ago. I actually wrote the write up. Helped to write the write up for that. That was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> Never thought you'd have to write that kind of thing, did yeah, you? Yeah, you know, it was, it was like, well, the penalty occurred because of, uh, you know, somebody hiking their leg. Um, but 
the reality of it is, I mean, that's what got Lane trained there. So maybe in the end, Elijah Moore knew what he was doing. Um, because Ole Miss has taken off like a house of cards since then and has been on fire offensively for the last two seasons. Cannot wait to watch Leach, um, Lane Train, Egg Bowl. The, back as a kid, man, the Corso and those guys used to give out pies to the winner uh, of the games, the players of the game. Should be electric in Stark Vegas on Thursday night. Um, man, and, and Ole Miss with a win, like we said, CJ, I think – solidifies themselves as a New Year's Six team without doubt. Um, you move into Black Friday, and a game that's important, regardless of where these teams are ranked, but San Diego State at number 21, if things happen, they need to continue to win. They're 10-1. and one. They've got a noon kickoff with Boise State. Now, big, big game also in the respect of that Oklahoma State needs Boise State to keep winning because if Boise State keeps winning – and they're eight and four, and they have a chance at that point in time, CJ. I believe, very fairly certain about this, that Boise State would represent the Mountain West in the championship and could potentially beat San Diego State back to back weeks. Now, I'm not saying they're going to get a ranked win off that or anything like that, but it continues to improve the Oklahoma State profile if Boise keeps winning for sure, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it would be tough to argue, you know, from a resume standpoint that that would hurt them. Yeah, I mean, then, you know, the game that you're going to be at Saturday in Greenville, you know, Cincinnati obviously needs to go out there and win that game. Uh, 3.30 ABC kick. If they lose, you know, the dream's over. They win, they get ready for Houston. So, you know, that's another one that's obviously worth kind of looking into and figuring out what's going to happen um, because it's going to play a huge role. Obviously, Cincinnati's got to keep winning football games. You move on to Saturday. I think the big one of big ones – the game from Ann Arbor, the number two ranked Buckeyes, number five ranked Michigan Wolverines. The best nooner game of all time. Oh, yeah. That's if I don't want to see that game any other time but noon. If they ever put that in, I remember a few years back, they had a 330 Ohio State Michigan game when they it were one, one two back in the day. It felt odd. I didn't like it at all. I'm just like, put that thing at noon. That's the way I want to start my weekend off right there. I caught you always be. That one should always be at noon. The Iron Bowl should always be at three thirty. Just be and figure out what you're going to have it in the in the night window, right? Yep, exactly. Yep, I'm agreeing with you, CJ, on that. That's probably all we agree about with this Ohio State Michigan game coming up this weekend. <laughs> because you you continually sit here and tell me, and everybody and their brothers doing the same thing. Root, who you know uh, wasn't able to join us, but wanted to get his two cents in here on this because man, they're zero and five. Michigan this, Michigan that. Man, Michigan this season, it's about this season, right? And when you look at those teams, the Ohio State put up a, a big number there on, on Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State had a weakness in the back end of the secondary. We knew that. Michigan's pretty good back there. Michigan stops the run pretty decently. Michigan's able to run the ball pretty well. They're able to throw it. They're a balanced team. Ohio State's not going to be able to pinpoint one dimension and just absolutely take it away like they have in every other game here of late, especially Michigan State and Purdue. Last time they played a team that was essentially balanced was Nebraska and Penn State, and those games were tight. Just saying, CJ, when we you get know, to pick I, them, you better be looking for the eight and a half, buddy, because I think Michigan's <laughs> definitely going to make this a one possession game for sure. No, I, I think it's going to be a tight game, and, and it's not that I don't think you know Michigan can't win it. It's just right now I've kind of reached a point where, for me, I want to. I've reached a show me, show me. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan can get over this hurdle 
and then I'm in. Like too many years in a row now. This is it. This is this year. We're doing it this year, and they've they've fallen fallen short of that. So I've just I've reached that kind of you know what show me and I'm in. I'm I'm waiting on the show me. Call call me Missouri. I'm the show me state. <laughs> hey, and and you know I get I get your perspective there, CJ. But I'm telling you right now, the big house could have the big upset and shake up it all, which is crazy to say the number five ranked team's a big upset. But yeah. It would, and at that point in time, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking out if I'm Michigan for upset alert the next weekend in the Big Ten Big Ten title game, um, but I do think this I think this just feels like it's hardball season, right? I do have this weird feeling about it, CJ, and maybe you know you can come and laugh at me next week uh, when Ohio State puts up forty like you think they're going to. I don't think there's a chance they do that, but this is the game, right? It's a big one, man. I also say this real quick too. As good as Stroud's been, I just – I think this is the best defense he's played probably since – I mean, man, to be quite honest, probably the best defense he's seen since Oregon and maybe all year for that matter. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's, a, that's a very fair statement. I'd agree with you on that. And also something else, too, to think about, CJ. Road games this year for Ohio State. They had a tough one in Nebraska. They didn't look good there. They got they they survived, got away with the win, right? Otherwise, they played Rutgers on the road, Indiana on the road, and Minnesota in the opener. They haven't had to go on the road very often. CJ Stroud, while he has been great, he's still a young kid. I'm just saying, don't be surprised if Michigan gives them everything they want and a little bit more, and maybe finally Jim and the boys find a way to win. I really, really like Hassan Haskins at running back, and he's been coming on very strong of late. Would not be shocked if he has a big game against that Buckeye rush defense. Maybe he breaks a couple big ones. Ohio State's playing with a lot of a lot of swagger and kind of. I think they really just a lot of. There's a lot of bravado right in that program. We own Michigan. We there's no way they're going to touch us. Not something I would be too excited to kind of have that that mentality coming into this game because. Michigan's kids are going to be fueled off that. And Harbaugh's a good motivator. There's no question about that. No, I mean, I, yeah, I would agree with you, you know, on that. I, I think, you know, this game, I think it's going to be a tight one, um, you know. And it, it, it's, you know, we'll, we'll see this Michigan, this Ohio State team has struggled on the road, especially against good quality competition. So, I mean, it, it should be should be a pretty good one. Um but yeah, we'll probably get definitely more into it in the pickums. Um, we were talking about games that could potentially do some things here. The Iron Bowl is another one. Oh, absolutely. Now, do you do you give Auburn much of a chance? I'll be honest, I don't. CJ, what I've seen of them lately, not very impressed with them. I mean, South Carolina, yeah, they lost some kind of a muff punt situation. Replay was kind of funky. They blew a big lead against Mississippi State, and a And M kind of dominate them and then before that they had two ranked wins i mean i guess it's the iron bowl and anything can happen but i'm just not too um not too eager to 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 pick auburn in this one at all and the way bryce young's been playing football of late but then again people bring up the point that you know alabama has not looked sensational really in the last month um 
So maybe they're kind of right for a picking in a situation like this. Do, do you kind of have that feeling at all? Maybe you take Auburn plus the 19 and a half, which we'll get into more obviously in pick them. But Bo Nix's situation also a little bit of a question mark. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I he's, mean, he's not going to be back. There's no question about that. So, I mean, you're dealing with, yeah, I, I mean, it, it is tough. And I, I learned a little the family kids big, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I learned a long time ago to, to not do the never in a rivalry game simply because, and this is going to hurt me to say it, but 13, nine. Oh, CJ. I mean, I hate to be that guy and open that wound up because it's still very fresh with me too. But sometimes you walk into those coronation games, if you will, with a rival and things get squirrely and things get weird. I'm, I don't know. I don't, Let's I, get I weird. think Alabama Let's get weird. wins, but that's not one I'd be real confident in, in with because and we've seen the Iron Bowl get really weird. You know, kick six weird. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I if, if I'm a Bama fan, I'm not. I'm not breathing easy to let things over. No, I think you're all, right because Auburn has ways of screwing up their seasons. Oh yeah, um, and it would easily screw up the season at that point in time. Yeah, Bama would still get. Now let's let's see it real quick though. Let's say Bama loses to Auburn. They are still going to play in the SEC championship game at that point in time, correct? Uh, yes. So, let's say you lose to Auburn, and then you turn around the following week and you beat Georgia. What do you think then? Bama in or out? Where would I put them, or where would the committee put them? I'm just kind of wondering on both sides, man. I mean, I think, I think I'd have them out. The committee wonder, put them I, in. I think the committee puts them in, right? Yeah, committee puts them in because it's Bama, and they'll have beaten the 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 most the the dominant number one. Um, I wouldn't because I don't think is a two loss that you know they should be over, you know, a potential one loss Big Ten champ, a one loss. Well, it also depends on what 12. happens around them, obviously, too. Right. There, there's some things that would have to happen around them, obviously. Um, but I think if you have some one loss conference champions and an undefeated Cincinnati, then no. Um, but the committee will, will find a way to put them in if that scenario would play out, um, which would be kind of a really funky scenario. Um, that if, if you ask me bet- bet- pick between the two, I'll give you a real fun scenario here. You know, Alabama easily you know, wins the Iron Bowl or Georgia, you know, loses at some point before the C- CFP, I-, I would take Georgia to not lose. Like, that's where my confidence level on them is. I think I'm kind of with you on that, CJ. Although, <laughs> although Alabama, next, Alabama in the SEC championship game here next week will be no easy task. There is – no doubt about that, buddy. We all know that to be the case. Um, oh, no, that that one is going to be, as Rich used to say, tie, you know, put a little more tape on, a little more air in the helmet, because yep. that, that thing is going to be a hit fest. Oh, yeah. Um, another game here that I found interesting this weekend, and it's it's for purposes of the, the New Year's Six, because I don't think Oregon still can get in, but the Civil War should be fun up there in Eugene, Oregon, Oregon State. That'll be a good one. 
Um, plus, it kind of will kind of decide, you know, what happens and, and who might be hosting. And also, too, the Pac-12 title, but also it kind of Ohio State, right? If Oregon were to lose to Oregon State now, that takes a little bit of the luster, you know, off of that loss for Ohio State to Oregon, right? And then it's kind of like, oh, my, like, do we really still need to have them up there? Whereas they can kind of say, oh, well, their one loss is to Oregon and it was early. And they've really come on since, and Oregon's a good team. So we feel confident of Ohio State number two. If they were to lose, I think that changes things a little bit. Yeah, I think it could, um, especially with an Oregon State team that's been up and down all year. Um, I mean, obviously, there's, they're both eligible, but um, I think – It's a 7-4 team. I wouldn't say up and down, CJ. I think they've kind of exceeded expectations and really kind of well, – yeah, but I think I think if you're Ohio State, I don't think Oregon losing in the Civil War is bad, as long as it's not what they, as as long as it's not Utah bad. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it, I, I think if you lose like on a walk off field goal, all right, it's a rivalry game. That kind of crap happens. Like you can, you know, kind of all right. Well, whatever. You know, things get squirrely. But if if Ohio, but if Oregon State would you know, manhandle, dominate them, then, yeah, then for Ohio State, that's going to take some real luster off of that. Yeah. And the only other game this weekend, really, that um is huge, and it's a huge one, Bedlam. I mean, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, Saturday night, 7.30 from Boone T. Pickens there in Stillwater, man, ABC's on the call. I mean, Oklahoma State's got a – this is the – you know, you were talking about show me with Michigan. Well, this is show me for Mike Gundy and, and the Pokes. Yep. They've been trying to get this one done for a long time versus Oklahoma. This is absolutely their best chance. Who knows what's going to happen with this game here when the Sooners make the trip to the SEC. You've heard a lot of rumors that they think it will probably be done, which is a shame because this game is great. And I hope Oklahoma State puts it on their ass and sends them the SEC with those SEC chants like we did with Texas last weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, You know, I've been – been a fan of Mike Gundy's now for the last couple of weeks, especially after, you know, what they did in Morgantown. And it was kind of like, wow, all right, you know what? This team deserves some, some respect. Um, But no, it, and you're completely right. Just, you know, kind of, if I'm going to be consistent, um, which I strive to be, unlike the committee, I'm, I'm going to take the same stance as Oklahoma state that I have Michigan. This, this is your show me. Yeah. And I think it's definitely the show me opportunity, right? Um, and man, I mean, it's going to be a fun one to watch. I mean, that game, you know, they'll, they'll be banging loud on the pad- padding. Oh, they'll be getting crazy <laughs> on the paddles. Otherwise, CJ, really, no games that kind of like, man, you got to watch. Although, we'll say one other one: the Roadrunners. Beep beep. You got to you got to go and you got to take care of business in North Texas against the boys from Denton. Um, you know, the other boys were in the Kelly Green. Um, North Texas has really come on since that loss to Marshall and to, uh, to Liberty there. They've won now four straight games. So watch out there, you know, watch out for North, watch out if you're UTSA, don't get caught sleeping there. Our boy, old Frank, the tank Harris cheesing it up, just needs to find a way to keep rolling. They got that big win on the last second play against UAB. They're looking good. 12 and 0 would get you know, to host the conference championship game next week. Um, don't go to sleep against against North Texas on the road. Just don't do it. Please don't do it because I want to see North Texas, um, 
I don't want to see North Texas spoil this spoil this up for the Roadrunners. I want to see them undefeated uh, coming into the final week of the season. No, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, would would love to see them be able to to head into the good game there um, still unbeaten. Uh, but you are right. Um, if you kind of just try and sleepwalk through North Texas, you're you're gonna get your doors blown off. Well, I mean, and and not saying not a hundred percent that's gonna happen, but I will say it just feels like it's not a game I want to mess around with, right? At all. No, no, not not historically, because you know North Texas historically is a team that that, that has found a way to put up points. Um, you know, and and the longer you kind of let them hang around, especially there, it, it's another situation where crap gets weird. Yeah, don't yeah, does, don't don't, don't don't put yourself in a position where at the end of the year you're sitting back and and thinking about what coulda shoulda woulda. Just just go handle your business and be done with it. Now, CJ. You know, I'm sitting here and it's like, man, the following weekend, college football is very limited, right? I mean, you have essentially a Pac-12 championship game on Friday. You got the Conference USA championship game, Mountain West championship, Big 12, the MAC, Sun Belt, SEC, American, ACC, and Big 10. You've essentially got nine championship games the following weekend. And that's it. Eight of them on Saturday, one on Friday. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it, it, and it's crazy. And then, of course, the crescendo the following weekend with probably one of the best spectacles in sports, Army Navy. But and, the playoff committee will have already made their picks by then. Correct, but you I mean, know, Army Navy still. I don't. Oh, no, it's great. Well, yeah, it's the yeah. You said the crescendo of the season, but I mean, it's like you know the finality of of December fourth. And then, you know, you kind of – everyone will be, you know, the last minute, you know, kind of uh, campaigning for those spots will happen overnight on SVP show and all the, the networks, you know. And then they'll roll out of bed Sunday and we'll get a, we'll get a Final Four. Um, it's coming very soon, sir. Coming very soon. Yep, and then all the athletic departments and season ticket holders start scrambling and getting a hold of their travel agents. Hey man, and and I cannot wait for that time of year because, like we said with Andy Williams, it's the best time. It's the most wonderful time of the year, with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Of the year. Um, but this weekend, man, rivalry weekend, Thanksgiving, plenty to be thankful for with, you know, friends and family and, and good football. And um, it's, it's this weekend, something might happen this weekend that really does affect what we see next Sunday. I really do believe that, CJ. Oh, yeah, I'm with you, too. It usually does tend to – tend to happen uh very rarely do you get to this point i think in the and the the four teams in there this hold on that status quo you know i mean obviously we're probably going to get a change either this weekend or next weekend you know because georgia alabama have to meet um you know so but no we we've entered that point of the year where something weird that we didn't see coming it's about to happen now cj i'm gonna ask this real quick i want to get out on this real fast so cj 
do we see three teams that are in the final poll right now ranked still in into the playoff, or do we see less than that? What's your what's your gut feeling? My gut feeling is three. CJ, I'm going to tell you right now that I believe of the four that we have in the poll at this moment, I think only two will be playoff. And you to say you will take Georgia or Cincinnati to get knocked off? No, no, no. Um, CJ, I, I think two teams. That are not in the in the, on the four right now will will end up being in the four on Sunday, December fifth. I think there are two teams that are not ranked in the top four right now that will be in the top four. Come, you know what? I guess it's like eleven days from now. Yeah. So you're you're saying Georgia, Cincinnati are the two that stay? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I agree with you on that. I could see two. It's just my gut feels like three simply just because I could see Alabama finds a way to play with Georgia, loses a really tight game, and finds a way to stay in. And and I don't think you're wrong about that, CJ. That, that's why my gut says three. Because I can think- very easily see Michigan beating Ohio State, which would then – flip that out like I said it just it, it's kind of it's kind of where my gut's at I'm not I I, I like yours because then we get a little bit more parity in the top four you know but and the craziness factor still tier two it could be two of the four with Alabama and Georgia being the two um, yeah because they have a t- play a tight game and Cincinnati loses dangerous around there you know <laughs> and, and the Cougs win the American which it's possible, right? I would hate to see it, but it could happen, you know. And then maybe, or maybe it's Georgia and Ohio State, and Bam and Cincinnati both lose, and it ends up being that, you know, uh, that that we end up seeing a situation where Notre Dame still sneaks in there somehow. Which I hope, like all hell, that doesn't happen. For the love of Rudy, don't let it happen. <laughs> I'd agree with you. Um, but man, I mean, gonna be a fun weekend, CJ. Uh, we'll be back um, with some more some more content for the folks here on on the porch here uh, with the West Virginia podcast, talking a lot about the basketball and uh, the Mountaineers' trip to, to to Lawrence, Kansas, and then um, we'll get into pick them before before the uh, before the holiday plans. Man, we're gonna try and um, bring one out there to to talk about the Egg Bowl before you get in your travel, get in that car there for uh, you know the the rides to. You know the the in laws there um, for the for that big egg bowl on Thursday night, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get get some content out for you guys as you as you travel around. If you travel to multiple places, and you know a little more of a condensed time frame for us with all the holiday festivities, but um, definitely take the opportunity to wish everybody a a happy Thanksgiving um, and enjoy this time with uh, family and friends. Absolutely, and and if you're in a car. We're going to bring back out the Quincy podcast, just the Quincy interview, uh, about a 40-minute bit there. And uh, it's real good stuff, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully he'll uh, be joining us on the uh, last committee show. Yeah, I mean, and CJ, we're going to have to plan that out, buddy. I don't know if we, we want to go Sunday because, I mean, I, I feel like we got to just 
roll that out like we do every other rankings pod um, the day of, and we'll just have to kind of skirt ourselves on some NFL that day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, brother, hey, till next time, man, like you said, Thanksgiving, we'll have more stuff for you here. Uh, just scroll one down, man, and, 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 and you don't have to subscribe to anything. It's just like following us, but uh, hit that subscribe button. helps out everybody out and uh, get you, essentially get you to the next podcast that much faster. So I uh, hope you guys have a good one. Until next time, take it easy, and uh should be interesting to see what happens this weekend in college football. Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out.